send one of theirs to the morgue. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. A paradigm shift. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Missing Marks with your hosts, Nate and Kyle. Uh, it's a popular podcast with two best friends, kind of talk about everything uh, in wrestling, where we kind of focus on the AEW, Dynamite, and surrounding promotion, because it just happens to be the best promotion that we like right now, but with how packed WrestleMania week is, and it always happens every year, there's so much to talk about, we're probably not even really talking about Dynamite today, or AEW, uh, but anyway... Um, as always, you could find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, interviews exclusively on YouTube. And we have three coming up. Well, we have three up there right now with Brooke Havoc, Avery Bro, and Chuck. Fuck, I always fuck it up, dude. <laughs> Chip Garrison. <laughs> oh. The Varsity Blondes are just on AEW this week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chip. <laughs> I got love for you, man. Good luck at Hybrid Mania is coming up, too, by the way. Uh, I think that from what I was watching, there's so much fucking wrestling going on, dude. It's hard to keep up with everything. But also, I like to plug in our social media. We're on Instagram, and you can find us at MTMSPod. That's MTMSPOD on Instagram. Where we we, we got some, we're getting some good followers coming up, and then we're still small, still a little small post. But you know, we hit up the local indie scene sometimes. We, well, actually, we need to. And uh, we also, whenever we're at Dynamite, you get sneaky peeks of us. Uh, you know, I had I did a pretty good job better than Kyle when he went. Uh, Kyle didn't oh, even yeah. post all anything. Oh yeah, all two things you post. All two things like, you I had like posted. six, seven posts. Shut up. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Shut you up. went this past Wednesday. You didn't post shit, so you know whatever. But anyway, everybody. Uh, by <laughs> the way, if, if you heard if you heard that clack open, I just opened up a Coke Zero. Me and Kyle actually had like a five minute conversation about Coke Zero. Uh, you know, you know, we've talked about you know Kyle actually. I read your Instagram post, Kyle, and you get to touch on that if you want. But, you know, both of the marks are trying to get healthy. We're trying to stay healthy. Me, I got two weddings coming up, and the engaged one over here is going to have a wedding coming up. He's got to start getting the plan. But, you know, we want to look good. I want to look good for, you know, those weddings. And, you know, when when all the people come to the weddings and they see, you know, because I'm standing in both of them. And when they see the groomsmen, I want them to be like, man, you know, this guy that's getting married, he's surrounding himself with dudes that take care of themselves emotionally, financially mentally and all under the sun so that's where i want to be right now i gotta about to lose like like i'm down i'm down 16 pounds actually 15 because i gained a pound this week i let the weekend vibes hit me too much but we're gonna hit it hard and next time next episode we record i'm gonna let y'all you know i'm gonna lose weight again i'm gonna lose i'm gonna lose some more weight and next week i'm gonna i'm gonna tell y'all hey i lost a couple i lost two three pounds whatever that's the promise i'm making not only to y'all most importantly, myself. And I know Kyle's in that mindset of, you know, we we, uh, we want to stay healthy on all fronts. So, that being said, <laughs> welcome to another episode, everybody. We're glad to have y'all <laughs> God back. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was to get out of Oh, fuck. God, well, you hit, you well, hit that hard. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. dog. Look at my little host. Go back to the first episode where we're both stumbling through this intro shit. We're awful. The first few episodes are rough, my guy. But I like look them. at you. They're, cool. They're good. They're at, cool. Yeah, you're you're taking this fucking bull by the horns though. Look at you. And also I want to give a special birthday shout out. It was his birthday yesterday, but it's birthday weekend now. We're doing the birthday weekends now too. Jose Arredondo, your Tia's favorite reporter. Uh live from San Antonio. But it was his birthday yesterday. Got to see him yesterday and celebrate with him. Uh and all of his buddies. And it was it was good times, great times. He's good at karaoke, man. <laughs> he got, oh, he got a cute little voice. The Instagram stories were popping. I saw all the festivities. I was already comfy in bed by like 9.30. I was, oh, dude, I was peak comfy mode. 
easy weekend with my with my now fiance. It was great. I, I saw I saw it popping though. Y'all were yeah. getting y'all were getting lit out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you saw my Instagram on Friday, but I had kind of a, a expensive late night, and that's kind of what contributed to my my pound gain and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, you know, I I, I I'm. Saturday, I was kind of, I was tired, man. Like I left like around eleven, came home, I was in bed, fell asleep, and you know, like, I just get pushing thirty, bro. Like I can't be doing that late night stuff anymore. You know, I kind of just kind of want to be in bed. I don't have a fiance, so I got Shoyo. I just want to be in bed with him by eleven. It's me and him cuddling, you know, chilling out. Dude, I, I, that's the, probably the best part that I think. Like since I've been growing up, I'm you know we're we're right on the precipice of hitting thirty. I got. Few of my friends who just turned thirty this past week, actually. Uh, I mean, I mean, the more the more I get older, the more I just want to stay inside. I cut my lawn in the morning. I look at my lawn. I'm like, cool. This is the this is the kingdom right here. Crack open a beer around five p.m. One or two, and then I'm like, nah, too many too many empty carbs in this. If I drink another one, and then I'm just in bed by like nine thirty. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I man. don't miss that going out stuff. I'm glad I got my partying out like. As soon as I moved to Austin, I got it out with like in three months. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a young single, single dude and everything like that. So like, ladies, uh, nah, uh, whatever. But like, <laughs> I'm already past that. I'm kind of already getting past that point where it's like I, I did all that party when I was in my early, like if I was if I was in my early twenties, shoot, dude, we'd be whatever, all that fun stuff. But like, I mean, I'm just getting, we're just getting older, dude. We're starting to transition to the next phase of our life and. The engaged one, your your couple, you're, you know, you're you're already in that next phase. So again, I'm glad you remember you. my title, by the way. Thank you, dude. We're, we're consistency. We're keeping consistent here about everything going on. And did, <laughs> oh fuck, man! <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that noise? <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I don't know, dude. I don't know if that was a sneeze or something, but I felt something going on. Like <laughs> you sound like you're hacking up a hairball, dude. I, I <laughs> God damn. Yeah, man, you I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, just uh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> allergies are kind of killing everything, dude. Oh, this shit threw you off. Oh my god, I might need to edit some some of this dead air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, dude. Yeah, like we're we're pushing thirty and stuff, and we gotta be doing that whole you know next step process and everything. But man, dude, WrestleMania weekend. There's so much happening going on right now at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, you said it earlier in the show. This is, this is the week. This is the week for wrestling, um, it, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know, um, WrestleMania weekend happens, of course, when WWE puts on WrestleMania, their biggest show to date. It's a, it's a big, spectacular event, um, and you know, again, they build up to this all year. This is the event of events. This is your seven-hour wrestling show with. Two hours of wrestling, maybe, if you really count it up and you really are a stickler for entrances. Um, and, and all the indie promotions, big and small, around the local place they're at, around the world, come together around the same area, exact same area as wherever WrestleMania is hosting, and they all hold their events. And goddamn, this one is, it, it feels the biggest it has felt in years. There's so many events. Uh, later on in the show, I'm gonna, we're going to run down WrestleMania week, uh, give our WrestleMania predictions the way we did Revolution last time. So expect that banger of a song to come back. Um, but I mean, we do got a few notes uh, at the top of the show, though. Uh, the biggest note, I think, is the retirement of one Triple H. Uh, this this man is 
If you don't know Triple H, you haven't watched mainstream wrestling in the past 25 plus years, probably. Triple H, Triple H had H all that. No, hold up. Triple H had all the little kids freaking going to the park at the top of the playground and flexing and shooting the water up through our mouths into misks. I used to do that oh. in the shower. I'm not gonna lie. When I was like 10 years old, I used to do that in the shower. Like I take the I take the the shower hit Mongetto water, whatever, and all the all the unfiltered chemicals and just. <laughs> And then pretend I'm the game and everything. I have I had a Triple H. I was a Triple H mark. I had a shirts and everything, dude. Motorhead. One of the best heels in the business from what 2000 to probably like early 2010. One of the best heels. Oh yeah, everything he did in the in the oh fuck, what was it called? I'm losing it now. Evolution. The authority. No, the authority. Evolution. The authority. Yeah, everything he did was gold, man. I mean, everyone talks about, you know, the, the reign of terror when Triple H held the world title in the early 2000s. But uh, going back on it, dude, I enjoyed most of it. The matches so were good. I. He, was, he was a great heel. Like, if, if people really think, like, oh, this is the reign of terror, then they got worked. You're a mark and you got worked by Triple H. He got you. He worked you. Genuinely, like, most of Triple H's storylines and feuds that he were involved in were pretty dang good, like, Evolution, a lot of people hated that he kept winning the title, but he was doing what he needed to do. And Evolution was, that was a good long-term storyline where you had Triple H's jealousy slowly, you know, coming into the forefront with Batista and Randy Orton and the fallout from that and then how it played into the long-term. And then he had the authority where he was just being the big, big dick against himself, against everybody, like with, with uh, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and uh, also you had Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels where Triple H is holding the title and then Chris Benoit finally running, which happens to be one of my favorite matches and pay-per-view endings of all time. Um, you know, with the tragedy that happened and everything like that, it, it's, it's still hard for me to be like, damn. I, 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 it's, hard, it's hard to beat that in, in a wrestling sense, but, you know, we're not going to get into the, to the tragedy of, of Chris Benoit. It's been too covered. I, whatever. You get the idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, for all the people that say Triple H buried everybody, I mean, he put so many people over at WrestleManias. It wasn't until, like, the last few stages of his career, uh, especially with the whole Sting thing, that he was kind of putting himself over. But, I mean, when you're that late in your in your career, I understand it. I get it. You want to go out on top. You know, you, you have the, the high of chasing that, being the young gun again. But Triple H did... His his best work putting people over, especially at, again at WrestleMania. I mean, again he put over Chris Benoit, he put over Batista, put over John Cena, put over Randy Orton. Three three of the biggest names for that generation of wrestling for the ruthless aggression era of wrestling. He put over Batista at twenty one, John Cena at twenty two, put over Randy Orton at twenty four when he came back because he unfortunately missed twenty three with a with a knee injury, but. I mean, Triple H was great. He's, his in-ring career's been awesome. Uh, he he could have a whole episode dedicated to him on the show, but uh, again, Triple H, GOAT. I'm glad he went out on his terms. Uh, I'm glad he's thinking about his family. The guy's set up for life. I'm sure he doesn't... I'm sure he wipes his ass with $1,000 bills if he really needs to and wants to. The the Stephen A. Smith interview where uh, one night he noticed Stephanie and uh, Stephanie noticed him coughing up blood. And uh, it, it led to his heart and he, that man was near death. And I can't imagine how how greatly the wrestling world would have been affected by the passing. I mean, we talk shit about WWE and it's booking all the times. But you talk to any NXT star, past, present or future, whether they're in AEW now, on the indies now, on WWE and catering. They got nothing but great things to say about Triple H and all the chances that he took on them. So 
exactly. great guy. You can say he killed the British Indies, but he also did what's best for business and making wrestling a, a global brand instead of staying just to the Indies. And that's the end of my uh, Triple H rant. Nathan, what do you got to say? Yeah, like, um, you know, you mentioned a lot of stuff how he put over. I think most of his career was good for the wrestling business as a whole. Like, everything under the sun. The, you know, we could get into the intricacies of, like, who should have gone over in certain matches, especially later in his career. Booker that's T! That, yeah, that, that, that's debatable, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, you know at, at the end of that, that's a conversation we could have later. That, that the man did, did, did great for the wrestling industry. And, like, not only his legacy in his matches, but his legacy with NXT. Because as much as we talk about Bullet Club being without them, there wouldn't be AEW. There probably wouldn't even be modern WWE. And, and I agree with that, too, wholeheartedly. But we could also have multiple thoughts in our head at one time, and multiple contributing factors can lead up to certain things. I don't think without NXT, there's no AEW because you have so many good NXT wrestlers that went from NXT to AEW. And that legacy that Triple H had with the black and gold brand and how he basically tri- – Triple H is NXT is the reason why I'm having this podcast. We're on this podcast with you. If Triple H is NXT never existed, I never would have gone back into wrestling. I'd be a casual viewer who's like, eh, whatever, and stuff like that. Because it, it brought back so many good memories of like, damn, this is what good booked wrestling is. These are people I could get behind. These are people I like. The stuff that they do, the the brutality of how it looks, like that brought me back into the forefront. Because growing up, I didn't really have New Japan. I didn't have you know Ring of Honor except maybe late at night and stuff like that, or you know TNA was poorly mismanaged and everything. But like. WWE is what we all knew and everything. So if WWE was bad, it's like well. You kind of were young, you know, you're naive of wrestling and holes of that because we didn't have access to all that. But, you know, when NXT came out and like in early 2000, early 2010s and I started looking at these guys and like, hey, who, Shinsuke Nakamura's from uh, New Japan? Oh, well, let's check out some New Japan. Oh, shit, look at all this is happening. Everything. And it kind of brought me back to that, you know, like instead of you know, I started keeping up with wrestling more again um, and, re- and watching old matches and watching some of the historic matches like with the like with the four pillars and the new japan and then british indie wrestling and stuff and it's just a lot of that could, i could contribute to triple h's nxt i've said it this before because how nxt brought me back in the wrestling and then it just unfortunately it came in a win and now they have nxt 2.0 which is a new version i still i don't really <laughs> I, I i'm pretty sure it's good because i'll take your word for it but i just don't know if i want to invest myself into that because i would hate to repeat the same thing of, oh, you know, this person got caught up and main roster's going to... Because Vince doesn't know how to see good talent for what it is. Whatever. Talk, talk good about yeah. Triple H. <laughs> yeah, no, I love him. Again, I'm glad he's taking off for his family. He has a newborn daughter, I believe, and that's that's all. The, I mean, I'm sure he has a few fucking daughters at this point, I think. I'm not too sure. But, again, just glad he's doing what he has to do for his family. Uh, I will always cherish... Uh, WrestleMania 20 again. Uh, that triple threat match: Shawn Michaels versus Triple H versus Chris Benoit. One of the best WrestleMania main events of all time. Uh, go watch that match if you love wrestling. Don't look up Chris Benoit if you don't know about Chris Benoit. Just uh, just leave that stone unturned. Um, but let's move on because again, we do have a lot to cover this weekend. As Nathan said, uh, we're gonna do a quick quick shoots on Dynamite this week. Uh, me and the fiance went to this show as well. Uh, we went to the San Antonio show last week, the week before. Uh, and then th- th- what's cool about living in San Marcos is that we're just not out of the reach of Cedar Park, Austin area. Now, we decided about one o'clock to go 
found tickets uh really good tickets by the way we're on the we're on the 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 camera side where the cameras are actually recording the show broadcasting uh it was a fun show we got good seats no one was a dick around us the show was a, a ton of fun i saw cm punk wrestle for the first time in my life i believe yeah yeah that was the first time i've ever seen cm punk wrestle live so that was fucking awesome uh that dax harwood match is one of the probably match of the week if i'm being honest i know nathan you were pretty high on that one i was really high on that one and i don't know if you could say it was match of the week but it was definitely top three of the week because uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for that goddamn brit zach Zaber jr <laughs> <laughs> we definitely got to talk about him in a little bit but there are two very distinct segments of this show that me and nathan want to talk about but the first thing, well, yeah, I mean, you want to shit on it. You don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, but I, I, my opening statement for this Dynamite is I think this is the perfect example of how Dynamite hits their fucking highs so well. But they also suffer when they get to them lows because the first hour and 20, maybe 30 minutes of this entire show was perfect. This first hour and a half was so great. Everything was well-paced. The matches were awesome. You had Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole, a Ring of Honor throwback. You had an eight-man tornado tag match with Sting, Darby Allin, the Hardys taking on Private Party, and the Butcher and the Blade, which was fucking nuts. I couldn't wrap my head around that. The show opens with CM Punk. I couldn't hear shit. That, that, that pop, I thought Thunder Rosa's pop when she won in San Antonio was loud. This CM Punk pop was so loud I couldn't hear anything. It was deafening, and him and Dax again killed it in the very first match of the night. But... Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara. God damn, I hate everything about this segment. If it wasn't for Dan Lambert saving this fucking segment with how funny that man has no right to be, by the way. This man is a goddamn national treasure at this point. Uh, I, I, this, this whole, this whole fucking relationship... Where they uh, yeah, just before us. WrestleMania 23, Cody Rhodes inducted Dusty Rhodes into the Hall of Fame in 2007. Like, like I was saying, they Ty and Conti, Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara need to constantly remind us that yes, they're having sex. Apparently, they're having sex on the TNT title, and I mean, you know how me and Nathan feel about Eddie Kingston. He's he's one of our favorite wrestlers. He actually tweeted. So a championship that is supposed to represent a lost friend, dot, 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 dot. And now it's a prop saying that, you know, Dan Lambert kissed the TNT title, but then Sammy had to remind him that he nutted on it, apparently. And goddamn, does it feel like it cheapens that title? It feels like this was all shoehorned in after Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes left abruptly from AEW without resigning. And... Now it feels like this is the Sammy verse with the TNT championship, and I fucking hope that this ends real quick because I don't need to see this candle burn any longer. If this was an end with Sammy turning heel with Tay Conti, I don't really care. And I don't really care to begin with. Like it's, it's, is, not, it's is, definitely is, not. Uh, we we've we've talked we talked so much about how we're not gonna get involved in the per- wrestling's personal personal life at all. And I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep a kayfabe here because this this is a storyline that Borrows heavily from their personal life, and in their personal life, you know, you're a young, happy couple with money that obviously has sex like rabbits. Cool. That's awesome. Happy for you. I personally don't care. You, you do, you, you know, I'm a fan. You're a performer. We keep that dynamic. 
you don't need to know about my personal life and i'm sure you don't want me knowing about your personal life so let's just this is let's just keep it that way okay you do you i'm happy for yeah. you but like I, I i don't care like i'm not gonna say anything else I, dan lambert to me is the baby face and hashtag be mad hashtag book better yeah no the it's it's the WWE booking. The, booking. <laughs> there it is. That's the lowest. That's the lowest insult you can get on this podcast from a wrestling mm-hmm. show. Yep. But it it's it's a weird dynamic where Ty and Sammy feel like they have to say hashtag be mad as if most of the fans really give a fuck. I mean, I feel like the only ones who give a fuck are these people on Reddit who role play as these wrestlers and people because they're fucking weird and to themselves and they 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 somehow think they have a chance with these strangers they've never met who are doing a job to entertain you and it feels like it feels like those people are fucking it. those people are fucking dumb Just get out of your delusion and, and no all those people shut up you're dumb you're wrong i don't care bye i'm i'm mean you mean you're just regular friends regular dudes I just want to see some good wrestling and want to see what the prestige it is. This is WWE booking. This is trash. And my favorite part about this whole segment is the fact that Dan Lambert is now a babyface and everyone's reactions to them just shitting on it. Like Britt Baker talking shit, Dr. Uh, Eddie Kingston talking shit. Like that to me is the the, the fallout. That 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 to me is the reward of this segment. That's I, the only I, saving I, graces I, of everything. I I, like. I I hope Dan Lambert and ATT beat the shit out of these dudes in a match and then they just they just go away. They have go away. He, WWE booking for for me to that to that to this segment. Tony Khan do better. This is garbage. So I'm I'm right there with you, dude. And again, I'm sure there was a really good story you could have found here about Ty and Sammy coming together to take on ATT. Uh, someone who screwed Sammy out of the TNT title. You could have done something like that. You could have easily made a better shift from Cody and Brandy versus ATT to Sammy and Ty, because Ty is over with the crowd. Sammy has always been this kind of lukewarm reaction because you really want to cheer for him to be a heel, but he does all these things and puts himself on the line that you have to cheer for him out of respect. But again, Tony Khan could do a lot better. He could also do a lot better with Thunder Rosa because this was fucking bullshit. This was the most bullshit segment out of AEW in so long that I put this up there with the Nightmare Collective and the debut of the Dark Order is one of the worst fucking segments in Dynamite history. This Thunder Rosa interview, I was so hyped for it. Texas was hyped for it because you had, you know, your hometown champion winning last week was finally going to talk to the crowd, address Mijente, her people. And then Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero ruin it two seconds in. Thunder Rosa doesn't get a goddamn word on the microphone. Vicky yells at the top of her goddamn lungs. And then Nyla Rose jumps Thunder Rosa from behind. In, in, trying to tell me that I have to believe Thunder Rosa is this fucking like she doesn't know about this like she's so far like up her ass that she can't uh, expect an attack this was awful Th- Tony Khan needs to do something better with these fucking women I talk about this so constantly about AEW and to do this to Thunder Rosa in her state of Texas it was it was it pissed me off so bad I was like fuck this I'm gonna get him beer I had a, I went out to the bar after this segment because again, this might be one of the worst segments I've ever seen in Dynamite. Yeah, that was. I like I like Nyla Rose, but that was this is this isn't this isn't as bad to me. This wasn't as bad as the. I still kind of want to talk a little bit crap about the Tay Conte thing. Like, <laughs> I, no, I, like, oh, we, man, we, like we at least had Dan Lambert to say that nothing saved this. I'm sick 
of Nyla Rose always getting first crack at every new women's champ. She did it with Britt. She did it with Riho after Riho won. Uh, I know she was the second champ, but goddamn, fucking do something else other than always. In his first Royal Rumble appearance, Cody Rhodes entered as number 13 and lasted for over 20 minutes before being eliminated by Triple H. And now, uh fuck. Now I know why fucking Cody Rhodes left. Because the, the, the TNT yeah. championships being used as a cum rag. That's dumb. D- that, that is WWE. Tra- I'm not saying he's going to. I'm not saying he's going to WWE. He's going to find anything better. No, not at all. But uh, <laughs> he's, he's probably going to get paid more to put up with it. That 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 is that. I, I'm saying it right now. That was that is the worst segment in AEW history. WWE booking no. garbage trash. Thunder so Rosa only- segment was you know it, it, it was no. That's it's not as bad. It was it's it's borderline WWE booking territory. Here here's my saving grace. Dan Lambert was the best part of that segment. It gave me some enjoyment. Nothing out of this Thunder Rosa segment gave me enjoyment. It was I mean, it, to do it in her home state again. Bring her out to the crowd who loves her, who was chanting her name before they came back from commercial. And then you have her shafted like this in front of everybody. I'm supposed to believe that this woman who just won the title off her biggest rivalry in a steel cage one week earlier is too dumb to not expect to be jumped from behind you're expecting me to believe that fuck this like it, that's insulting my intelligence on wwe levels yeah that's and wwe again, booking and by the way you're gonna hear you, you within the past like minute you're gonna hear my show your feeder going feeder. off playing, god damn that thing get I'm low gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna boost the audio on that and have that fucking back whatever i was ranting yeah, about dude, brum, brum, brum. <laughs> and every time he plays like sometimes to fuck with them <laughs> i'll be in the kitchen and i like put my phone like on the ground and I'll play the beginning of Get Low, and he just comes running. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, don't tease him. What the <laughs> fuck? Don't tease him. No, nah, I get him back because he come, like he'll come and bite my ankles, or like he'll come and like literally like out of the corner and like claw me and bite me, and then I'm like, ow, and then he runs don't off. Don't pay and attention to him. I do pay attention to him, but he just—he's a young cat that's so full of energy. Like it's hard to keep up with him. I'm, my, my body—I'm getting old. My body's tired. My body's weary. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, th- those are the the quick shoots I wanted to get in on Dynamite because again, it pe- people people think that everyone who is a fan of AEW shoots nothing but rainbows and stars up their asses, but not not us, baby. We're we're real. I'll talk shit on the things I need to be talked shit about. I always will. And the booking of the women's division needs to fucking get its goddamn gears together. It needs to get its shit together and give me a fucking women's division that I can enjoy watching. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy watching this women's division. I think there's a lot of promise and stuff, but there's a lot of kinks that need to be worked out. And with the Omen Cup coming up for men and women, I'm really excited to see how that plays out because some of the best women matches, like that 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 tournament that they allowed Hikaru Shida to organize, was awesome. I want to see more of that. I want, I want, I, and I'm hoping that comes with the Owen Hart Cup, especially now that DDT is coming over and you got some high profile wrestlers, potentially Maki Ito, Ito again coming over and getting. Her main stage pop, like I'm excited for that, and I think this summer's gonna be badass for the men and women's division of AEW. Um, also, I don't know if we touched on this, Kyle, but uh, we we got we got some we got some interviews lined up. By the way, baby, we got a couple oh, of interviews lined up. Baby, I'm excited for this. And one we, of them, one we, of them was a pretty big one. One of them was a pretty big one. We we always promise them. I feel like for weeks now we've been saying, you know, we got things in the works, and we got results for once. <laughs> we got results coming back to us. 
finally, you know, you shoot your shot enough, you, you get you get some replies. But yeah, uh, as far as I know, we have uh, a guest uh, interview uh, for next week scheduled for recording, right? Is that is that what you said earlier? Yeah, next next week uh, we should have an interview lined up. We'll finalize that. But also, I think in April we're gonna have another big interview lined up, and uh, this is. This is a this is this is a person who's uh you know kind kind of found redemption a little bit kind of found a uh, a group uh, uh a stable an order you know to kind of help them get their stuff back together and they're doing pretty good right now so we look forward to seeing we look forward to hearing from them and also yeah, shooting I mean, the shit it, after everything oh yeah expect the teases to come uh we have that one planned for. Ah, oh, God, I believe the six, the weekend of the 16th of April, we have that recording coming up. So, again, Nathan's dropped some pretty good hints are there for you. Uh, we'll be dropping more as we get closer to recording that interview with said person. And, again, I am just very excited for this one because he is probably one of my favorite standouts from this group that we're talking about, the stable. Uh, and, man, just to, just to watch him fly and get out there and really make a name for himself off the heels of uh of a small chance when the pandemic started it's been awesome to see so again very excited this interview is going to rule our other interview with our uh, guest next week is going to rule very excited we're doing the things uh check those out on youtube when those drop if you want the video if you just want to listen to our voices you can always hit us up on the podcast service of your choice baby uh yeah. last thing of note oh no, sorry hold on. Let, let, i had a pretty good segue and let me take this over a bit we've been talking about numbers we've been talking about stars in order let's talk about the number five baby and what better five than we got with osprey and zack saber jr in the new oh Japan my Cup. god and kyle like, what a match I, kyle, I, I always gotta like drop, drop back a little bit whenever we talk about new japan because this is your thing this is your fucking thing right here so i'm, I'm gonna let you just geek out um, I'm all right here. If you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, the New Japan Cup has been going on for the past several weeks over in Japan in the lovely, beautiful land of the rising sun. The New Japan Cup is a tournament, a single bracket eliminator tournament uh, hoisted above 32 people, I believe, uh, all battling for the right to win the New Japan Cup, a lovely trophy, but also the rights to challenge for the most prestigious title in New Japan, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And... Again, Nathan talked about the Owen Cup. Tournament arcs are the best thing in every form of media. You have the best uh, storylines come out of tournaments, easy setups for future rivals and future storylines. Again, uh, you've got Hunter Hunter having the Hunter exams, My Hero having the sports festival. You have the, the, the Grand games. Magic Games, a fairy tale, the Cell Games, the 23rd, the 25th, World Martial Arts Tournaments of Dragon Ball. Spoiler alert for Jujutsu Kaisen, you got the Calling Games happening right now. Boom. Oh, you, that's, you that have, shit is good. You have the best tournament arc in any anime, the Dark Tournament from Yu Yu Hakusho. Tournaments oh, are the way oh, to go. baby! Tournaments are the way to go, man, especially in sip. professional wrestling. My man does not oh. sip. I don't care if it's somebody's grandma. They're going down. Never catch me simping, baby. Mm-hmm. Anyway, New Japan, all their tournaments have prestigious meaning. The winners of this normally are at the forefront of the company for years to come. And the, the best matches come out of every tournament in New Japan. Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr. was a semifinal round that uh, two of this recording, I believe, is the only five-star match that come out of the New Japan Cup so far. Uh, these two men have done battles uh, in Rev Pro for years. 
They hate each other. Uh, during the match, they just keep calling each other a dickhead. I love it. Uh, it's it's stiff. You got chops, slaps, kicks. Zack Sabre Jr. is an amazing technical wizard. He's won the Brian Danielson Excellence Award for, goddamn, the past seven years, I believe. And so Danielson won it off his comeback. And uh, again, go watch Zack Sabre Jr. Because this man is one of the best. I need Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson at some point before these men call it quits on their careers. Um, and here's a spoiler for the New Japan Cup. So two now or skip ahead about 30 seconds. But your winner is Zack Sabre Jr. He defeated Tetsuya Naito this morning at about 3 a.m. And my God, what a match. Put the fucking title on Zack Sabre Jr. Okada loses nothing in a loss. He's the golden boy, the golden goose of New Japan. Let Zack Sabre Jr. win this heavyweight title. Run it back with Osprey going in to Wrestle Kingdom. And you got a fucking banger of a match right there. New Japan, I know you're listening. Gato. Fucking hire me. I'll book this shit. <laughs> oh, man. I do think it's Zack Sabre's time to hoist the title. I think he should be the next Ganjin to to hoist that, that heavyweight championship and give him a lengthy run. He's He's been killing it for the past couple of years. And I, like I said, I, I, I think it's time. It, it it has to be. I think you you you've only had the biggest Gaijin be Kenny the 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 world heavyweight yeah exactly you had Vader you had Brock Lesnar who is arguably one of the if not the biggest star in all of wrestling in the entire world right now you have Kenny Omega the only the biggest guys in win these tournaments go on to win the IWGP heavyweight champion AJ Styles is a two-time IWGP heavyweight title winner uh Jay White not uh, he's not really a, he's not from the western uh but he's he's a, considered a gaijin over there Jay White held the title and he's the leader of the biggest goddamn faction. He's the Thanos of the wrestling multiverse. It's nuts. So put the title on Zack Sabre Jr. It's his time. Let him go on a goddamn tear. Let him come stateside. Uh, have a match with Brian Danielson on AEW, on, on New Japan Strong, anywhere. And it's going to fucking sell tickets. Just give that shit to me and inject it right into my veins. I'm ready. It's exactly, my time for it. Dude. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. <laughs> oh. You got all your system? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> nice, man. Shit, Whew. dude. So WrestleMania weekend's coming up, and, uh, you know, we, we, we got a lot to talk about here. But starting on the 31st, ooh, we got Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 8. And we got some pretty big profile matches happening there. Yeah? No, that's all you're going to say? You're not going to say the matches? Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to kind of, like, lean off of that, but whatever. We got John oh. Moxley versus Biff Busick, <laughs> Minoru Suzuki versus Chris Dickinson, and Josh Barnett versus Jonah, a.k.a. formerly known as Bronson Reed. And then after that, we got Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 Part 1 with the GCW title holder, John Moxley, going against AJ Gray. We also got Joey Janela, who's probably no longer going to be with AEW and wish best wishes him. Versus Pac, I'm excited to see that. Uh, Mickey James versus Ali Catch. Now it's going to be your Thursday lineup. And uh, we could probably talk about this if we want to, Kyle. If not, I get to spear on ahead Friday and lean out everything going on. Actually, let's do that. Let's, let's, let's lean out through everything. And then before we get into WrestleMania, we'll talk about the matches we're most excited for. So Friday, April 1st, we got New Japan uh, Lone Star Shootout. And mind you, this is all happening in Dallas. So we got Jay White versus Mike Bailey. Ooh. Killer Cross versus Minoru Suzuki. Ooh. Uh, Chris Dickinson versus Tomorrow. He, she, uh, 
And then finally, I'm ringing on the Supercard of 2022. It's booked by Tony Khan, and I hope he hires a booker because you're spreading yourself too thin, boy. We got the World of Honor, well, Ring of Honor World Title, Bandito versus Jonathan Gresham. And we got the World Tag Team Titles, Ring of Honor with the Briscoes versus FTR. Ooh, that's going to be that's match of the year contender. Also, we got the Pure Title with Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta. And then finally, we got Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. And then on the WWE spectrum of things, we got Andre. We got the, <laughs> on SmackDown, we got, oh my god, you done? You're kind of kind oh, of busting. Yeah, keep going. No, keep going. No, fuck, I'm crying. We got WWE SmackDown with the Andre the Giant Battle Royale with the Viking Raiders, Finn Balor headlining Mansoor and Robert Roode. And then we also got the Intercontinental Title. Record hold, well, holder with Ricochet versus Andre, uh, fucking Andre, and Angel Garza <laughs> versus Umberto Carrillo, and then also I'm ready. I think I think this might be pay per view of the weekend, the sleeper one. We got some multiverse matches. Uh, not the pay per view event, whatever. Good Brothers versus the Briscoes, Chris Saban versus Jay White, Diana Perazzo Open Champion Challenge. I'm curious to see who walks through that door, and also I hope, dude, imagine Britt Baker walks through that. That'd be badass. And also, we got Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona versus Mickey James and Nick Aldis. Pfft, Matt Cardona was Chris Jericho's gimmick before Chris Jericho had that gimmick. And now, Diana Hill, shout out to him. And next, we got on Saturday, April 2nd, we got NXT's pay per view of Stan Liver with NXT champion Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker. We know who's going over there. And then we got the NXT women's title, Manny Rose versus Cora Jade versus Io Shirai versus Kaylee Ray. Cora Jade's kind of the de facto Bailey of NXT 2.0. She's kind of like the main protagonist. So, excuse me. God so we'll, damn. We'll, I know, dude. I had that, I had that Coke Zeal burp Fuck. come up and hit me. And finally, we got LA Knight versus Gunther. Uh, Walter. That's just, I'm, I'm, Eli Drake versus, you got Eli Drake versus Walter, okay? Say it right. And then also, <laughs> we got Mission Pro Wrestling, which is Thunder Rosa's promotion spearheaded by her and her husband called Bangers what Only. Maybe. Uh, we got Thunder Rosa versus Trish Dora, Janai Kai versus Tasha Steeles, and the Bougie Reality with Maddie Rinkowski and Rachel Chanel versus Kali King and Genocide. And that's everything happening outside of WrestleMania and the double. We kind of talked about WWE. This WrestleMania week is so fucking loaded. I mean, the Briscoe show about three times, I think, in this entire. This isn't even everything, mind you. These are the big ones that I that I I've known and I want to watch, and I'm gonna try and make time for. But man, if you go and look up WrestleMania week weekend and you see a, the full list of all the events going on, you got WrestleCon going on with a bunch of promotions showing up and having their ring set up and running their promotions. It's nuts, dude. It's it's such a big feel. I want to go to WrestleMania weekend so bad, but I just. I don't know if I have that energy in me anymore. I'm not young anymore, dog. We're, like you said, we're hitting 30s. I can't do this shit. I can't watch 17 wrestling cards in a row and still have, like, the wear and thaw in my body to make it home. Fuck that. I'm too old for this. Yeah, in 2020, Cody Rhodes debuted the dashing Cody Rhodes gimmick as this narcissist Akio who thought he was the best-looking person on the roster. And we'll see where he goes in WWE. And fuck, man. These allergies kind of suck, man. Like... I don't know what's happening with Mountain Cedar or anything like that. We had this huge wildfire, like, not not too far from us, and all that smoke was kind of... I feel weird, dude. I feel weird. I don't know what's going on, man. Get some Benadryl, baby. Fix you right up. We we had a fucking... God damn it. We had a... Talk about fires. Fuck, dude. We had a big fire, like, about five, six miles away from our house, and, man, the jab, that shit burned. 
It's been nuts. That storm, that tornado, that touchdown, and Round Rock brought in some shit. I've, I've been feeling fucking. I've been poopy all week. It ain't, it ain't been Kyle's week. I'll let you know that. But again, I want to talk about some of these matches because some of these matches are insane. Minoru Suzuki versus Chris Dickinson. Suzuki's on a blood path. He just had matches for the New Japan Cup show uh, last night, so expect him to be on the plane already coming over here to the States. John Moxley's showing up everywhere and anywhere for WrestleMania week and defending his GCW title, going to Bloodsport. Good on him. I'm so glad he's had this resurgence of his career. Josh Barnett is taking on Bronson Reed. Are you kidding me? I love... If you haven't seen Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, uh, it's real... It's real shoot style based, uh, stiff. If you get busted open, you get busted open the hard way. Uh, no pulling punches. Big fan. And then again, Joey Janela spring break. Like you said, I don't think Joey Janela is gonna be part of uh, AEW very much longer. I think, I think he knows that he can bet on himself to be the booker for GCW and put on great shows like this. I don't think he needs AEW. Uh, I feel like. I feel like he knows that, you know, once he wasn't getting booked, he knew he could do bigger and better things outside of it. So good on him for betting on himself. Uh, that pack match is going to rule. If you don't yeah. watch Joey Janela matches, he, you know that if you do watch Joey Janela matches, you know that he's more than just a death match kind of guy. I, I do have some graphs with AEW and how they're handling people who are leaving. You've heard from Chavo and now Marco Stun came out and Joey Janela, how they kind of just ghost these people and don't necessarily let them know they're going to be new. Let, you should let them know, like, hey, give them, like, a, a month or two in advance. Be like, hey, I just, you know, maybe a one-on-one with Tony Khan or maybe uh, not even Tony Khan or something. Be like, hey, you, I, I don't think we're going to be renewing your contract, but thank you for everything and all that and et cetera, et cetera. But don't, don't leave these guys ghosting, finding out. Like, that's not that's not cool. Tony Khan, get your shit together with that boy. Come on. We like we like you. I like you. Not personally. Yeah, but but I like the way you're handling things. You know, come on, do, do the better. The whole thing with Mark, the whole thing with Marco stunts really unfortunate. Cause I mean, you got a you got a dude who got over, you know, teaming with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and uh, you know, they haven't said Lucha or they haven't said Jurassic Express in weeks. If you haven't noticed that, mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's weird how they're just not gonna address it anywhere. They haven't talked about it in months since Marco stunts been doing his own thing. Uh, I know he was, uh, apparently he was on like trying out for America's got talent or something. I, that's something I heard around the rumor mill. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird how he doesn't address his wrestlers. Um, uh, you would hope that he sees them more as just contractors the way WWE sees them. But I mean, it is what it is. It feels like he does pick his favorites and plays with them the longer than people who, you know, again, Marco stuns, Joey Janela's, uh, big swole. And then it feels like, again, the, the the cheap shots he throws in, you know, calling Big Swole not a great wrestler to stay on the roster. That was pretty fucked up. I, I see a bunch of people who are maybe a little less uh, great than she was. And Tony Khan has nothing but great things to praise about him. But, yeah, do better, Tony. You could do a lot better. I'm rooting for AEW, but goddamn, I'll call you out when I got to call you out, baby. Yeah, and I know we talked about Zack Sabre Jr. and Osprey, but I'm, re- I'm actually watching the match right now because <laughs> I didn't get a chance oh, to see it. Oh, boy, you're in for and a treat, dude, dog. These, the, the, dude, these sequences, man. And, uh, and then, like, before we get into the actual WrestleMania and stuff like that, I had a conversation. Me and you talked about it, too, about, you know, how Will Osprey, Kenny Omega, and Okada, like, Kenny's probably approaching the tail end of his career, if we're going to be honest. like, his, But I don't know. We'll actually see about that because... 
I think the year he's going to take off, all the time he's taking off, he's going to come back with a vengeance and start banging him out. But um, Will Ospreay, fucking Okada, like these are the dudes who maybe they'll never see a WWE stage, and that's fine because they're proven draws, they're proven marquee money makers and stuff, and the, the talent that they have is on another level. But, you know, we were talking, we had the GOAT conversation of wrestling, and you mentioned to me how you think Chris Jericho, and I'm not disagreeing at all, kind of is over, you, you would put him over Flair in terms of like everything, in, a, uh, in ter- like for GOAT status, you in terms of like how the big, biggest draw, how consistent he was, number of championships. And me personally, right, and I'll say this right now, I think Chris Jericho, before his run is over, and I would even consider him right now as the undeniable GOAT for being able to, and he has a legitimate claim to be the GOAT of wrestling because the way he was able to have consistently great matches, consistently get over, reinvent himself, be, being a draw in pretty much every, every major promotion he's been in, and be a proven draw. And even, even WWE acknowledges that he's one of the top 10 draws in all the company. I mean, you have you have your Hulk Hogan's, you have your Macho Man Randy Savage, you have your Kenta Kobashi, like every, everyone under the sun. But like to me, Chris Jericho right now is an undeniable GOAT. But we're also talking about where at the current trajectory of like Okada and Will Ospreay, where there'll be, or even Kenny Omega, will there'll be in 10, 20 years. And I I don't know if Ospreay can keep wrestling the way he does when he gets older because they, they do some hard-hitting shit. But at his current trajectory right now, he's he's someone to definitely keep your eye on. And this is some guy you need to be seeing. Like if you're a wrestling fan and you ain't watching Will Ospreay, need to be watching Will Ospreay. If you're a wrestling fan, you're not watching Okada, you need to really watch Okada. Like, these dudes are just on another level in terms of wrestling. You could put them in any promotion in any match, and they'll get fucking eyes on them. They All they need is a bigger reach. I can't wait for the day Osprey shows up in AEW. And that, honestly, like, that dude could probably help sell in the 60K stadium at some point within the next couple years, and I hope AEW does that <laughs> with a big oh, super show. easily. I, I mean, you brought up, you know, his style of wrestling and, and what's great about Will is that he showed that he evolved when he moved the, uh, made the move from the junior heavyweights to the heavyweight division. He stopped doing uh, a bunch of the, uh, the work rate stuff, the flips, the shooting star presses, the, uh, all, all the craziness that he normally does. He's, he's really toned it back, um, in the past couple of years that he's been in the heavyweight division already. And he'll do some crazy spots here and there, but nothing that's super detrimental the way his his career was before again in the junior heavyweight division um and i i think will osprey has the highest i think he has the highest ceiling yeah exactly he's only 28 okada's 34 kenny's already 38 uh they're 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 near their peaks already will osprey hasn't even begun to get near his peak and uh he he's he's been in the the g1 the new japan cups he's uh, he's the the Rev Pro Heavyweight Champion right now. He won the the New Japan Cup in 2021. He won ti- He's won titles everywhere. Again, I think that when it's all said and done by the career of Will Ospreay, if he keeps going at the exact same rate, and who knows, he's gonna make even sharper jumps up and up and over. Especially again, if he can come to AEW, help sell out tickets here, make amazing. Uh, storylines that engage the fans. I think Will Ospreay has the highest ceiling out of anyone else in contention for the GOAT in a couple decades. Uh, but going back, I do think that Chris Jericho has a better list 
uh, in ring and out out of the ring than Ric Flair, and I think he I think he can claim goat status whenever and whenever and however the hell he chooses. Honestly, yeah, I, I think right now, Chris, oh shit, I'm sorry, Chris Osprey just slapped the fuck out of Zack Saber Jr. They're they're doing a sequence right now where like they're both sitting down and like oh, Zack Saber just started, each other. Yeah. yeah, Zack Saber was like just starting to kick. I'm like the fuck with them, and Will Osprey's getting pissed. And that's another thing about Will Osprey. You mentioned how he changed his wrestling style and he became a heavyweight. I think in the past couple of years, he's really, really defined his in-ring psychology and how he how the matches go and how he does things. And when he went from the junior to heavyweight, he put on a lot of muscle, like 20, 30 pounds oh, of muscle. Boy. And we started like he, started, he got he got the name Hospray. <laughs> but let, let me finish the thought real quick. He leaned back on like doing the the flippy dippy like spot fest stuff and everything like that. But this dude's like 230, 240 pounds, leaned out, big Hoss man. And when you see him do some of the flippy dippy stuff that he did when he was a junior heavyweight and he pulls that out, it it means so much more because you're like looking at this guy and like, how is this guy moving that athletically and like, like a gymnast, like he is just on another level. And then you, you see this guy doing those flips and being so acrobatic and stuff. And it, it, it means that much more because he's like, okay, this dude's pulling out stuff from his arsenal because that opponent is giving him hell and stuff like that. And like that, that in-ring psychology of like you're seeing this big man having to resort to that to take on whatever opponent, it really adds to the drama and to the effect of the story that they're telling in the ring. And Will Ospreay's really, really stepped it up that those past couple of years with that. And it, like, I'm watching, I'm, I'm watching a match right now, and it's just poetry in motion of how these two are just keeping me ingrained in the story that 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 we're doing, man. I fucking love pro wrestling, dude. <laughs> It's it's awesome, dude. I I love professional wrestling so much. And again, Will Ospreay. Uh, again, I think, I think by the time he's about fifty, I think I think he might have a resume just as great as Chris Jericho. Honestly, I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even trying trying to blow smoke up Will Ospreay's ass. I just think he's that talented, and I hope the New Japan realizes they got to push him for that heavyweight title sooner rather than later. Uh, even. Even if they're afraid that he's gonna make jump ship over here to AEW in the states, which I don't think he will, but uh, Will Ospreay can basically do go wherever he wants and have five star matches. Out of the four, five star or higher matches in 2022, Will Ospreay's uh, in three of those matches. You have his uh, his match with Michael Oku at Rev Pro. That's a five star match. His match that you're watching right now is Zack Sabre Jr. a five star match. And then the number one rated match of 2022, his Wrestle Kingdom match with Okada at 5.75 stars. So the man's putting in the work. The man, he's so close to getting Okada's uh, tie for five-star match list. It's nuts. And he's only 28. What the fuck? Yeah, man, like, it's it's crazy. It, it's definitely crazy. <laughs> And like nuts. Uh, there's some, there, I, I've, I've talked to some people who are like, you know, you know, Will Ospreay or Carter are never going to be in the WWE argument, right? Because they can't go in. These people don't need WWE anymore. They don't. WWE is not the only ball game in town. Are they the biggest in town? Sure, hundred percent. But these up in, if you're up and coming wrestler, you don't need WWE anymore because so many viable options. And look how people are like defining themselves and reinventing themselves on the indies. And I hope when Marco Stun and, and Joy Janela get back to the Indies and do it full swing, they reinvent themselves and 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 you know forge and see on fire, and then maybe they could go to a big major promotion again and you know showcase what they could do. But 
all the if you're like a young up and coming wrestler and stuff like that, you don't need WWE. You don't need to prove yourself on on to be a sports entertainer, okay? Like, and that's another thing too. Why? Like, I'm surprised Vince has never changed it to it's from WrestleMania into like sports entertainment mania because wrestling is such a dirty <laughs> word to him. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, doesn't. But what? <laughs> the 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 only thing, and, and I. I get where those people are coming from, you know. The the guys are like, "Oh, they'll never be WWE." It's because it's because they're never going to be a big international movie star, but that's because these people don't want to be that. These people want to be the best wrestlers in the world. They want to be the best at what they do, and that's professional wrestling, not being on the cover of a cricket magazine or your fucking Reese's Pieces fucking ads and or Ellen fucking that's on, on Ellen. Ellen. Or these C-rate fucking movies that go straight to DVD after their seventh sequel because they all fucking suck. Uh, I mean, these people don't want to be the best sports entertainers in the world. They don't want to be the face of a global brand like that. They want to be the best professional wrestlers in a in the best professional wrestling company that they feel they can trust with their entire career. WWE isn't that for a lot of people. Yeah. And to and to some of the wrestlers who have used WWE as a vehicle to drive their own like Hollywood success, like uh, the Miz, The Rock, uh, John Cena, and I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns is going to make that jump soon. Becky Lynch, um, I, I think I could see her becoming a major Hollywood star or something like that. She has an acting career. Charlotte Flair, I don't know, but you have a lot of the, these people who could, could transcend pro wrestling and become a major entertainment figure. And hey, more kudos to them. Someone could have a claim of being like some of the best that, to ever do it, sure. But um, yeah, man, like these these people were talking about like they don't show any inclinations of wanting to be pro wrestlers or wanting wanting, wanting to be pro, wanting to be transcendent in that entertainment aspect. And maybe if they maybe if they got into WWE, they'll change their tune. I mean, money talks, bullshit walks. But th- these people are on track to be like the goats of pro wrestling and stuff, and it's just fascinating to see. Uh, Man, I, every time I bring up the Miz, I gotta give him a shout out because, like, did that, that? I love the Miz, dude. I don't care what anyone says. Do it consistently, day in and day out. And he's—you could tell his passion bleeds for everything he does in wrestling and in his uh, like movie career and everything. Man, I don't care how many fucking straight to DVD movies he made. I love the Miz. <laughs> I will not tolerate any Miz slander. And Cody Rhodes participated in the first ever Andre Battle Royal Royal Rumble, but he just, just couldn't win against Cesaro. And, Oh, his allergy, dude. I'm telling you, dude, take some, take it to goddamn clarity. No, I I just don't feel right. Like, I don't feel right. And I don't know what's going on, dude. Like, well, get your goddamn brain in order, son. God, we got a podcast to do, baby. Uh, Going going back to The Miz, I mean, did you see John Cena and him exchange over Twitter recently? This was great. No, I I didn't. I didn't. Uh, uh, John Cena was quoting. Uh, WWE's documentary and said one of my favorite bad guys and WrestleMania opponents. He reminds everyone all the time. Uh, and then the Miz said, "Hey, John Cena, remember when I beat you at WrestleMania?" And John Cena is one of the most, one of the most humble people in the business. He says, "I do vividly. You worked your ass off on the road to the event and at the event itself, sacrificing your body during the event to do all you could to give the audience every ounce, even possibly at the expense of your own memory. Your passion and dedication hasn't ever changed." God damn, I love the Miz and John Cena so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I fuck. We could probably we talk about how we could do podcast episodes and stuff for like every. <laughs> I don't want to commit to too much of that, but if there's if there's ever a Mark's Hall of Fame that 
has some, I don't even give a shit. It has no meaning. It means something to us. Yeah, no, it means the everything. Miz, what the fuck? We're, we're putting we're putting the Miz up there. Oysters <laughs> Manor. But Kyle, uh, is there anything else? Yes. Is there any other matches you want to talk about? Because there's a lot to happen. But do what do you want oh, against the oh, WrestleMania? Oh, for sure. But but right before we get into there, I do want to go go a little bit back. You know, we talked about transcending wrestling, being wrestling. Uh, that reminded me of Wheeler Yuta's awesome promo this past week on Dynamite mm-hmm. when uh, Trent confronted him backstage with the best friends and saying, hey, you know, these guys are your roommates. They taught you everything, mentored you, and you want to leave them for Regal and Danielson and Mox. And Wheeler straight up looked Trent in the eye and said, I've never liked you either as much as you haven't liked me. And he said, I'm not trying to be the best friend I can. I'm trying to be the best wrestler I can. And fucking Wheeler Yuta is so fucking good. But let's move awesome on. good shit. To- yeah, Wheeler Yuta is going to be awesome in a few more fucking years. I'm very excited to see where his career goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Japan, Lone Star Shootout. You got Jay White making the rounds as he always does in the professional wrestling world. Uh, it's been the US of Jay for so long. Um, it's 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 his it's his campaign. He's moving at his own pace, taking on Mike Bailey. Killer Cross, formerly known as Karrion Cross in NXT, uh, Killer Cross and Impact and everywhere else before NXT is taking on Minoru Suzuki. Uh, say what you will about uh, Killer Cross's actual beliefs and how he conducts himself in some instances, but man, this match is gonna slap. Suzuki's gonna beat the shit out of him. Cross is gonna beat the shit out of Suzuki. It's gonna be fun. And then you have the Stone Pitbull, Ishii. That's your boy. Yeah, dude. Real, real quick, man. I'm gonna kind of cover all this. The matches that I'm so excited for is Ishii. Briscoe's and FTR, like these are the matches I'll probably go out of my way to watch. Uh, definitely, I want to check out the Pizarro's Open Challenge, see who comes through that gate. And NXT, man, I, I always say I watch I, I, the big Walter matches. I gotta watch, so I'm definitely gonna try to check out LA Knight versus Go- Eli Drake versus uh, Walter Gunter. Definitely- Gunter, shut up. <laughs> and definitely Jay White. I'm I, I want to see the fallout of the Bullet Club stuff happening. That that's that's something I'm really keeping my thumb on right now. Uh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be insane. I'm gonna try and keep tabs on everything I can. Uh, but there's just so much. There, Ring of Honor Supercard is what has my interest the most outside of the multiverse of matches and WrestleMania, of course. Because even though we hate WWE, goddamn, do they fucking have us crawling back to them when it comes to these big shows? But well, the only reason why I'm watching because my buddy's coming into town and we're, we're gonna he's gonna buy some, some some Wayne's wings and we're gonna be watching NXT and WrestleMania, going to some breweries. So I'll be watching with them. And then on, on, I'll keep it up my red and seeing, you know, what's going on here. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, if you don't know, our friend and semi sometimes, maybe, I'm still waiting on a definite answer from co-host. Uh, DJ is actually going to the Ring of Honor Supercard up in Dallas, and he's very excited for this one. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty is going to slap. Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta for the pure title is going to slap. The Briscoes versus FTR, like you said, is a match of the year contender. These boys have been needing to go at it. I wonder who's going to have the bigger ego to not let the other go over. I hope this doesn't end in a disqualification because that would fucking suck. Hope the Briscoes win. You bring FTR to have them, you know, invite the Briscoes to AEW. FTR get their win back and then it's one and one. You leave it be. Dude, by the way, like I'm getting to the ending sequence of Osprey and Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, my God. It's it's so good. These dudes are phenomenal, man. Oh, he's gonna Phenomenal. tap. He's gonna tap. He's gonna tap. He's gonna tap. Oh, you got him. Zack Saber. Go mm-hmm. watch his matches. Uh, I'll be, I'll be Bandito versus <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah. 
I'm I'm right there with you. No joke in this. No cap here, baby. Uh, Bandito versus Jonathan Gresham. This match has been building for a while. Bandito was supposed to defend his ROH world title against Jonathan Gresham at the very last show before Ring of Honor closed its doors for restructuring and the eventual sell. Oh, excuse me. To Tony Khan. That match fell out because Bandito contracted COVID-19. Jonathan Gresham won the original-looking Ring of Honor world title in Bandito's absence. And this is the unification match. I hope Jonathan Gresham goes over. He is the Progress World Champion. We talked about that last week, how WWE owns that. But Tony Khan owns the footage for that match because he's the fucking playing 7D chess while fucking WWE is here playing checkers. Bunch of idiots. I hope Jonathan (laughs) Gresham goes over. I'm going to be talking to DJ all weekend about that when that goes down. I'm very excited for all of that. The multiverse of matches. Fuck me. This is a crazy card. Uh, I think uh, Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, is going to answer Deanna Peraza's Open Champion Challenge. Uh, that's just my my little quick uh, that's my quick take on that. Uh, Chris Sabin versus Jay White. Sleeper match. going to be amazing. The Good Brothers versus the Briscoes. Man, the Briscoes are fucking busy. I know there's some pushback on them coming to AEW because of uh, some past homophobic tweets from one half of them. Uh, that brother has gone on to apologize and show that he's grown from there, but it's up to the network and seeing if they're going to want to bring them onto national television. I hope they do because, goddamn, I love the Briscoes. Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona versus Mickey James and her, her husband, Nick Aldis. If you haven't known, Matt Cardona is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Beat Nick Aldis with help from Chelsea Green. Uh, Matt Cardona is the GOAT. What else can I say about Matt Cardona that hasn't been said? <laughs> oh, man. So I think uh, I think we're ready here to get into the WrestleMania picks, aren't we, Cal? Aren't we? Oh, hold on. One more. <laughs> oh, we got one more. You said, you, you said this was a for sure you know who's going over. Who do you think going over and why are you wrong? Uh, Braun Baker is going over because it's no, time they're going to pull the not. trick on him. Ooh, no, I, he's not. Oh, you watch NXT more than I do, so well, you watch NXT, I, period. I don't. I, be- I believe Dolph Ziggler will go over. This will lead the way for Braun Breaker making his uh, debut on the main roster because they are so high on him. He won the NXT title so well and so fast. They had him on uh, one match for WWE Raw as the NXT champion. Uh, the crowd got so behind him so quickly. And I think that's all Vince needed to hear. And they said, we're bringing this boy up because he's a moneymaker. So I think Dolph goes over. Braun Breaker makes his debut at Raw after WrestleMania. Maybe. Oh, well, okay. Before we get into the WrestleMania picks, I'm letting you know right now, I don't watch the freaking product. So I'm just shooting from the hip here. I'm going by, oh, yeah, whatever. Great. Yeah, so this all is going right. to be interesting. This isn't me invested. This is me just like, yeah, fuck it. So, with that being said, baby, hit the music. Starting our WrestleMania picks for this week of 2022. Oh, we got WrestleMania Night 1. We're going to be going over all the picks of WrestleMania. So excited. So happy to be here. I I don't really care about WrestleMania. I think it's going to be a poorly booked show. It's going to piss me off. But it's WrestleMania. And, you know, it's it's the biggest, the bright of wrestling with everything going on in the Indies and in Dallas. Dallas is going to get invaded by neckbirds who don't know how to shower. That should be your first priority before you go out to any wrestling event or do anything related to wrestling or actually walking 
working on a public. Put wrestling, no, put wrestling aside and put deodorant in your armpits and take a shower and make that your number one priority. Please, everybody, please. <laughs> if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be, if you're, I'm a big boy. I'm a bigger boy. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bigger boy. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get slim thick, but hygiene, hygiene. I don't, I don't, I, that's the one thing I'm self conscious about is my smell. And I don't wanna smell. And I don't want you to smell either. I want you to smell good. So put on that old spice, put on that average spring, put on some clone. And you know, look good in that Bullet Club shirt. Look good in that American Nightmare shirt. Look good when you're coming out there and watching all the wrestling shows. Do it for me, baby. Do it for us. Okay? The gap being said, WrestleMania Night One picks. We got Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Go, Kyle. You pick. What's Bianca your pick? Belair is doing this. She's uh she's coming back from that squash match at SummerSlam. She's gonna win it. Easy peasy pick. I got Bianca Belair as well. Next, we got Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. I'm personally going with uh, The Miz and Logan Paul. We need a heel to win, baby. <laughs> I'm on the Miz side. <laughs> Dog, Logan Paul's going to take this shit. He's going to be the next greatest celebrity signing since Bad Bunny, I believe, honestly. <laughs> Bad Bunny's the GOAT. They don't want to see him hanging up with Zack Sabre Jr. Anyway, next match, we got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. I'm rolling with Drew McIntyre. He's going to get that big sword and probably stab stab someone who you know hopefully not hypothetically I'm speaking you, i'm going with you on drew i think this is going to be where they they kick him to the sun they're gonna let drew go over roman reigns after he uh after he beats brock lesnar at night two down the line this is where drew starts it's coming and next we got the usos versus shinsuke nakamura and rick boogs i don't really keep up too much with wwe but i do like me some rick boogs so i'm i'm going i'm going <laughs> I'M GOING WITH RICK BOOZ AND SHINSUKE NAKAMURA! Oh shit, I think the Usos are gonna retain cause goddamn they're gonna milk every fucking penny they can out of the fucking bloodline. Exactly. Why did they change Rick Boog's name? His name was a perfect world champion name before they changed it. Why did they do this? Why, Nathan? I don't Eric know. Eric Boogenhausen? Are you kidding me? Wait, Let him be Boogenhaugen! Uh, stupid, trash. Okay, and speaking of trash, next we got Charlotte Flair versus uh, Ronda Rousey. I don't really care about either one of these. I don't care about. I don't give a shit about this match. You know who's gonna win? My power bill because I'm turning off the fucking TV when this match comes on. <laughs> comes on. And I'm saving me a couple bucks. But if I had oh, to pick, I think... if I had to pick, uh, just Charlotte Flair. I don't. I, I, I really... Give her another reign. I don't care. That, that, that towel doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Ronda's going to win it just because they want to milk money out of Ronda. That's the only reason. I got no stake in this. That's all I got. Oh, anyway, we're going on to WrestleMania Night 2. And what matches do we got? Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan and Natalia and, and Shayna Baszler for the WWE. None of these people title. are a tag team. None of them. They just got, a, they just got fucking stuck together because they hit each other in catering. Fuck this! Yeah, I'll go with Liv Morgan. She's cool. And Rhea Ripley. None of this makes I mean, sense. I feel, None of this, I feel like, like... I feel like it's the only team that makes sense. Honestly. Wait, Everything else about this None. Sucks. None of this makes sense. <laughs> None of this makes sense. I, my second pick... Well, my first pick was going to be Sasha Banks and Naomi because they... I, I, like... They like Dua Lupa and I don't care what anyone says. Dua Lupa makes fucking good music. So... That would have been my choice. And I don't know, my second choice probably would have been Shayna Baszler because she likes Warhammer 40k. Lot, there's a lot of anyway, moving on to the next one. We got Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. And I am rolling with Johnny Knoxville. Because he, oh, he, 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 he could beat a boy, he could beat Sami Zayn. 
Oh, he's definitely going in and beat the shit out of this fucker. I'm, I'm excited for this match. Johnny Knoxville's going to steal the show. And I'm actually excited for this match as well. We got Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I'm rolling with Pat McAfee because he is my NFL insider. I don't give a shit what people talk about. You know, I got some buddies that don't like Pat McAfee. And you know what? You're dumb. Stop it. Pat McAfee is the best ever. Okay, he's the GOAT. Doing a whoop, 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 whoop. Suck it to Austin Theory. Pat McAfee all the way, baby. Next, we got... Uh oh, you chose Pac McAfee too? Hell yeah, baby. Next, we got <laughs> RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Some of these tag teams kind of make sense in the sense, you know, they're doing pretty good. So I'm going to go with Alpha Academy here, baby. I like Otis. I wish Tucker was still here. He could have the freaking blue collar solid, but whatever, you know. They could have been with Chad. Oh, yeah, one. fuck. I missed that gimmick. It was so good. Eat the meat. Eat the meat. Eat the meat. And next, we got Edge versus AJ Styles. And legit, I'm ex I, I think this match is going to be a pretty good banger. I'm this is go the with only good wrestling match on this entire two-night fucking card. Yeah, and I'm going to go with uh, AJ Styles here, the phenomenal one. What about oh, you? Baby, I'm, going, I'm going with Edge, baby. I think the ultimate opportunity is, is back. Ooh. And lastly, I don't give a shit about this match. We got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the title versus title match. I'm not choosing either of these, but I, you know who I am going to choose? Brock Lesnar seasoning, baby, because that is going over. That is going over. If you don't know, Brock Lesnar has a barbecue seasoning. It is so... I, I'm, I can't wait to buy it, dude. Uh, when I go to these weddings, like, uh, everyone... Oh, my buddy's only going to go to my buddy's wedding. He's going to sprinkle Brock Lesnar seasoning all over the church and bless it with the beast incarnate, okay? So that's my pick, Brock Lesnar seasoning. Because I'm not choosing any of these two. Right? I don't care about that. Brock Lesnar seasoning is uh, my pick. What about you, Kyle? Uh, I got Roman Reigns. He's the moneymaker for sure, moneymaker. I think they're over Brock Lesnar winning the title. Let's go. Yeah, uh, You know what? I, I forgot to do this thing when I switched to the second song during the, the, the WrestleMania picks. I should have done that, but I didn't. By the way, we're probably only going to be doing this kind of segment when uh, we got big pay-per-views. We're definitely doing it for every AEW pay-per-view. Uh, but, you know, we'll do it for some WrestleMania. We'll do it for, like, WrestleMania, maybe Survivor God, Series. that felt like a fever dream. Are you okay? You were just fucking 100 miles an hour that entire time. I got to be exciting, dude. The song's exciting. I got to be exciting. You know, it's just, it's just, it's a bit. Like, That's we, an we entertainer got... right there, ladies and gentlemen. Nathan did all that for you, the people. Yeah, we got to do it, baby. Like, it, it's just, it just happens, you know? It's just, we we, we, we got to do it. We got to do it for everybody, man. We got to do it. God <laughs> damn, did we go through a... Man, we went through a multitude of things there, huh? Fuck. Yeah, and then in freaking September of 2013, Cody Rhodes lost against Randy Orton in a non-title match, and then he ended up getting sent home in that because he stood up to Triple H's authoritarian rule. Random, Ugh. but okay. Ugh, God. Cool. Dang it, dude. Yeah, those allergies are fucking fucking you up, huh? No, this isn't this isn't allergies anymore, dude. Like I, I, I don't know what's going on, man. Like I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't feel myself. This isn't this isn't a work either. This is a shoot. I don't feel myself. Like I legit trying to work me myself. into a shoot. No, I'm not. I'm I'm not trying to work you into anything. Like this is me being 100 percent honest with you. Like I don't feel myself. Like I, I have like this impulse. It's just like. Constantly talk about some, some like, like why, like what, what, why did Cody Rose was a part of the legacy? Like I just, I just can't stop talking about this. Like he had a feud with Ted DiBiase, and in two thousand, in two thousand six, he was part of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Like I, I just, I don't know. I can't stop. Well, hey, buddy, hey, keep it together. We're right at the end, okay? We're almost there. We just talked about everything on the sheet. Just keep it, keep it together for a little long, okay? You got this? You got it, buddy? I'll, I'll try, dude. I'll, 
All right. Just a little longer. We're almost there. We're at the finish line almost. Come on, Ali. Where are you going, Oliver Queen? Stardust. Dashing Cody Rhodes. Kyle, do you want to join me in the performance center for some <sighs> power bomb specials? Kyle. Kyle. Did you know that Cody Rhodes had a triple threat match against Ted DiBiase and Randy Orton at WrestleMania? Oh, Wait, I, what year was that? What fucking... What? No way. Carl, I, I, I... We need to stop. Just end the oh. podcast. End the fucking podcast. Oh. Okay, yeah, okay, you want me to do the outro this week? Do, do the outro. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, all right. All right, well, my co-host ain't feeling great. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'll talk to him after the after we finish recording and find out. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, everyone who's listening to this podcast, I want to thank you again for lending us an hour out of your precious day to listen to Missing the Marks with Nathan Kyle. As always, for my co-host Nathan, I am one half of your host Kyle Salas. Thank you for giving us your thoughts and your time, listening to us ramble about wrestling, hearing Nathan's weird allergy attacks going on. I don't know what's going on with them. Hope you feel better, bud. Uh Check us out on YouTube. Again, we have an amazing, amazing interview coming up. I'm very excited for this one. Um, for for all the people out there, I'm going to be asking for questions. Send us questions over on our Instagram at MTMSPod. That's probably the best segue I've ever done to plug our social. Uh, again, you can check this podcast out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, your podcast service of choice. And again, uh, interviews go up on YouTube with a video component. So if you want to see our ugly mugs, go check them out on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel and you'll smoke get the notifications. It's all smoke and mirrors. Do you want me to do the outro or not? You're going to keep cutting me off. Hand I can't stop, dude. I can't. I, I, sip some water. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm unplugging the mic. Dude. I can't stop. I literally can't stop. I, I all right. I'm, I'm, unplug the mic. I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here for the people still. As always, once again, thank you for listening to us. Uh, follow us on MTMS Pod on Instagram. Go check out our interviews. Go check out our episodes. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on all of your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out in the long run. Uh, I guess since Nathan unplugged his microphone, it's just me yelling into the void here. But uh, as always, be kind to each other. Have a great week. Enjoy WrestleMania week because this is the craziest week uh, in all of professional wrestling. Bye-bye, everybody. We'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Missing the Marks. Talk to you later.